You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 415 of Podcateers. This week, we talk about Bob Iger continuing his investment journey by adding a couple more companies to his portfolio. One of our Disney Plus favorites gets an official TikTok account. We get our first look at an iconic character's final run. Fantasmic is back and Tale of the Lion King gets a new home. New characters are now appearing at Galaxy's Edge, and we talk about whom we'd like to see come to the land. Plus, we talk about the all-new Disney Plus original series, Obi-Wan. Of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talk about in this episode, and you can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. If you're not yet following us, we'd love for you to join our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head over to podcateers.com slash 415 and click on the Discord logo, or you can click on the link in our pinned IG story. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's going to wrap up the intro. It's time to jump into the podcast. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 415 of Podcateers. I think we nailed it. Really? I, I think we're, yeah. I, from the video, like, I think we nailed yeah. it this time. Dream of Fantastic <laughs> no, you're supposed to keep singing. I was just providing oh, your harmony. No, still nothing. Okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> well, there's nothing. If if it's the beginning, then it's just like. No, but then you have the dream of fantastic dream. Whoa. Yeah. And then something about it's your oh, imagination. Your yes, use your imagination. Ah, that's it. That that's was the right. exact <laughs> note too. Yeah, we're know. gonna get I, a copyright <laughs> strike if we keep going. Yeah, I have the original version like memorized forward and backwards, and the new one I just don't know as well. So I don't remember what they've changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is open again finally, so there are additional yeah. changes that have been implemented. Has anyone had an opportunity to check it out, or have you seen the changes in the updated version? No, not yet. Yeah, not. Okay. I haven't been down. It's been too long. Hopefully, I'll be back soon, but I uh, don't know when that is, but I'll probably have to watch a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, I might not wait for this one. I, I think I'm past uh, don't ruin it with a YouTube video because so many people tend to ruin it on social media now that... I feel that if I personally seek it out on YouTube and watch an entire video, it's better than the 15-second version that I'm going to see on yeah. TikTok oh, yeah. or Instagram Reels because then it's just a teaser. 
and I think to myself, like, why would you post that and not give me the whole thing? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm past the whole it's going to spoil it for me. I'd rather seek it out and watch the whole thing now. Yeah, same here. Same here. I'll see you when I can. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. It was a big weekend for Star Wars. And, uh, man, this is going to be a difficult episode for me. There's so many S's in everything that we're going to say today. I have a new Invisalign tray set in. While I was a little sick, I decided not to wear them because I didn't want to have to clean them out and everything. And let me tell you, it regressed some of the progress. And so I had to step back a little bit. And so it's not clicking in all the way. And so Mm. it's making it a little difficult to speak. So, yeah, this is going to be fun. I think at some point there might, like, I would say listen for it because I feel like I'm going to whistle at some point while I'm saying, like, Star Wars or something. I don't know. But if it happens. So you were saying. It it (laughs) might happen. Who knows? Listen for it. Wednesday. That's right. (laughs) Wednesday. There we go. So if that happens, I might have to, I don't know, give something out or something. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> At least you're not you're not sounding like Sid the Sloth or something. Yeah. Oh. In this You know what? I think earlier when I popped him in, I sounded closer to that. I think because I've been gradually like pushing them in, they give you like mm-hmm. you also have these little like foam cylinders you can chew on to help create some pressure to to mm. snap them into place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because I've been doing it, they've kind of fit like they hurt right now i will tell you that like the pressure and the pulling right now is intense so i I know that's going to be like the next couple of days but i mean it's my own fault for not continuing you know but well if you want me to talk the rest of the episode like this i will (laughs) no no. i I will i will do it the whole time it'd be so fun everybody can understand every word i'm saying right now i bet that's gonna hurt after a while so no no it doesn't hurt it's it's just right in your mouth and you hold it (laughs) and you hold your tongue and your cheeks really far in and you just make lots of weird spit sounds and it's great now say Bum bum. <laughs> In a criminal justice system. <laughs> oh. Dun dun. Wrong bum bum. Yeah. But. Uh, so yeah. These uh, are their stories. <laughs> so big weekend for Star Wars. Star Wars celebration was in Anaheim, and I'll be honest. Uh, I. I kind of took the weekend off of everything. I just decided to kind of relax and do some stuff around the house. And I I know that there was a lot of stuff posted, but outside of the bigger announcements, I don't know much about what happened. I don't know if any of you were able to keep up. I know that members of the FGP squad were at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Albert posted a couple of pictures from there. Uh, Heather went to Star Wars Night over the weekend as well, which I thought was super cool. But yeah, outside of that, I think I found out more about what was happening from our text chain and from Discord than I did from anything else, really. The Star Wars YouTube channel posted the days uh, from celebration uh, on on their channel so you can go watch them if you wanted to check those out we'll post the video links in the pod in the blog post for this episode podcasters.com slash 415 
but yeah, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Star Wars, you know, later on in the episode. The new Obi-Wan Kenobi show is on Disney+. Plus. The first two episodes dropped. We'll talk about that later on as well. Uh, but I did want to bring something up because we recently talked about Bob Iger and, you know, his recent investment in eBay. And soup. Soup. <laughs> Party mm. soups. Yep. Bob has been busy. Because not only did he invest in eBay, but he just dropped another $15 billion on a delivery startup called GoPuff. I, okay. All right. All that money. I'm like, woo. I know. I've never heard of this company before. Uh, I yeah. had to go and look it up a little bit. But their description is that they are an American consumer goods and food delivery company headquartered uh, out of Philadelphia. Uh, they operate in about 650 cities, and they have about 500 micro-fulfillment centers as of October of 2021. They also have operations in the United Kingdom. Uh. And I don't know if this is like an Amazon competitor or if it's kind of like a mix of like Grubhub or Instacart, you know, like all those like shopping apps where you could just kind of buy everything, they deliver it for you. And then on top of that, he made another investment, which this was an undisclosed number, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. But he also invested in Canva. Whoa. Hey, I use that. Yeah. A lot of people like Canva's great. I, yeah. you know, I was... I started using Canva after you told me about it. And, you know, for the most part, I made a lot of stuff in Photoshop. And Photoshop is great, but sometimes you just need to quickly put something together. And I have to admit, the tools in Canva are pretty robust. Oh, yeah. And you don't even need to pay the monthly fee for it. Like, the Pro account does have a few more, like, uh, some additional options. But it's pretty robust in its free form you know, for what it does. And it's not just like images. Like you do slideshows and small videos and animated GIFs and all sorts of stuff. But apparently Bob Iger sees this GoPuff company and Canva as being much stronger in the future because he just dropped a bunch of his own money on this. Uh, the Canva the Canva one may have in, involved an investment firm. But I think the GoPuff one was $15 billion of his own money, if I read that correctly. So, yeah. Bob's wow. been busy. I, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say Bobby's been busy. Sheesh. Giving money no way. This is crazy. But as we were talking about, you know, the whole Funko situation, good things may be coming out of this. So if this delivery service becomes number one then hey you know we'll just keep an eye out on it just just the number blows my mind <laughs> yeah Woo. <laughs> you know what go puff so it looks like go puff is yeah kind of like a it looks like a kind of like grocery store things but delivered like it's like a local it would be something in your community that then they just only do deliveries kind of thing so like an um, instacart situation yeah, yeah. but you, stuff would just come straight from from GoPuff's warehouse kind of thing, as opposed to Instacart, oh. where you go to to Safeway and order your stuff from Safeway and somebody picks it up. So it's kind of like Amazon, but Instacart. 
or like Amazon when they have the the one hour or whatever delivery yeah. in your area. Okay. Um, but you know what? I wasn't wrong because it looks like you can get soup <laughs> from GoPuff. <laughs> so Bob Iger and is investing <laughs> in hearty soups. There you um, go. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was right. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I so I'm on the GoPuff website, and hashtag and not sponsored. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> but we're open for it, GoPuff. If you want, you know, to, to throw a little something our way, but they have this cool soup. slider, a little hearty soup. Yeah. Uh, so they have this slider, and it's got like Listerine and Pepsi and Windex and bread and toilet paper, Red Bull, beer, diapers, Scrub Daddy sponges. Dog treats. Oh, peanut butter cups, my favorite. Like, it's got, like, everything. I love it. So if at – I wonder how late they operate. I don't know. I'm trying to see if there's one near me. Huh. Now I'm wondering if at, like, uh, if at 2 a.m. I get a hankering for peanut butter cups and Red Bull and toilet paper. <laughs> like A hankering for toilet paper? <laughs> you never know, man. All right. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> But nice. if you got a hankering for something, like how late will they deliver? Because some of these delivery services obviously have limits. Because you know, if the the location is closed, then they can't go shopping for you. But if this is from their warehouse, like I mean, I'm oh. joking about it. But let's say no, it's two a.m. and you're parties. you run out of diapers. <laughs> no, but or let's say like too. you're a parent and you run out of diapers at two a.m. Yeah. You know, but like this is a fantastic service so far. So I don't know. My, I'm going to look into it more. I was going to say, my mind know. went the they, other way. They, <laughs> they don't deliver to my house, but they deliver to my mom's house. So this is something that I can in- investigate. Hmm. saw that yeah. Santa Gomez is an investor as well. They have listed on our website. I think that's somewhere on there. If you can see him. In GoPuff? Yeah. <laughs> no way. What? I'm not serious. That's interesting. <laughs> Yes, among its investors, Selena Gomez. <laughs> so uh, it must be good, huh? I'm, I don't know. Interesting take. This might be one of those celebrity uh, portfolios. You go to an investment firm, and they're like, "Hey, here's our go tos." When it comes to services like this, like if I'm looking at investment, I'm like, "I'm for Bob Iger." How does it tie to Disney? I don't know if it ties to Disney from what his old stomping grounds were but I, I wonder how much they are investing in autonomous delivery and autonomous uh robots like doing things within the warehouse uh, i think that makes a big difference in these delivery services in the future like one of my most uh ones i watch for investment there are companies right now in new york and the east coast that have pizza trucks that literally the pizza's made on like a truck and once you order it like all autonomous and then by the time it gets to you you open a tray and it's steaming hot ready for you to get out of the the delivery truck okay that is awesome isn't that awesome (laughs) that is because i've seen the vending machines like i've seen that like truck stops have like the vending machines where they put together and it says please do not touch the box because it's like 425 degrees or whatever yeah but like if the truck drives to you and makes it on the way, that's super cool. Isn't that cool? Times it out just right. Oh man! Because don't <laughs> they have? Because they do have the delivery bots that look like little Wally things, where yeah. it normally has a pizza or something inside, right? Inside. But it's no, a single a delivery. Oh man! Right I now they still question. have drivers. Go ahead. <laughs> so twenty-four-seven delivery. I was digging through the. Um, oh oh oh. Yeah. 
I'm oh, like for looking. Goldpuff? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, look. This changes everything. That's yes, it, it does. You're That's welcome, everyone. <laughs> My hankering for toilet paper at 2 a.m. just there you got, go. like, it got <laughs> real. What kind of yo. weird stuff can I buy? On I want soup. <laughs> I looked up soup. You know what? No. I'm, I I just made an account with GoPuff so I could see how many soups <laughs> oh, wow. they have. So you can get one, two, three. You can get Progresso, Campbell's, uh, Maruchan, Mike's Mighty Good, Amy's. Uh, let's see. Bunch of different of those. Swanson's. Uh, who's this? Dr. McDougal. I don't know who that is. I don't is. know who that is either. Um, yeah. You can wow. get all kinds of soup. All right. I'm setting up my account, too. Uh, you know what? Let's see what's on. God, this is just uh, an yeah. ad. <laughs> yeah, we got to get past it. So this non-named <laughs> website that we're looking at. I mean, look, you, if they want to buy alcohol at two in the morning, if you want. There you go. Whole, like a huge <laughs> section. I don't drink, but. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't party either. Party supplies but I know. is a section. Let's see what's under That's party needed. supplies. Party poppers. You always forget that one thing. You can think I'm joking, but you, you, the, the honey do list. You know, in the middle of the day, like, oh no, we didn't get the paper plates. Let's see. You didn't get the, yeah. the chips. At the two a.m., you can get bookshelf speakers delivered. What? Um, they have Bluetooth speakers. I'm in the recording studio. I need it. Fifty-one ninety-nine. Um. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that I don't. That's in party supplies. Charcuterie board. Uh, a gift bag. All kinds of stuff. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Look, the more I'm hearing get... about this thing, the more impressed I am. Yeah. Uh, even home and office and some health stuff. See, that's another great thing. Not a lot of pharmacies are open 24-7. So if you can get, you know, medication or something delivered within 30 minutes. All right. All right. I'm 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 going too far into the rabbit hole on this Makeup. one. So there it is. Yeah, who needs to record an episode? Yeah. We're just going to order Hot Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hot Pockets. <laughs> Uh, that was under Quick Meals. Nice. Hot Pockets. So there you go. So Bob Iger changing the world. <laughs> For real. We can get Hot Pockets at 3 in the morning. <laughs> no longer will your hankering Let's for see, Hot can, Pockets can, go unanswered. Can, can Grogu get chalky milk and chicken nuggets <laughs> on, on, uh, <laughs> on GoPuff? I'm going to say yes. Let's see. You can get uh, YooHoo chocolate milk is the only kind of chocolate Close milk enough. Have. Um, or Very Hershey's close. chocolate syrup, and and milk, uh, right? Can you get milk? Let's see. Hold on, I was looking up chicken nuggets. Uh, you can get plant-based chicken nuggets. Okay. Um, so that's fine. Oh no, yeah, plant-based. Let's see, do they got milk? Last one, milk, milk, milk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can get Horizons milk, almond. You can get almond milk. You can get. Uh, Organic Valley, Chobani Oat Milk. You, yep, they got milk. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, Grogu endorsed website, apparently. Nice. Well, it's not... Uh, obviously, this is not an ad. They are not sponsoring us. We're just pretty excited yet. about... Yes, yet. <laughs> yet. Uh, we're just pretty excited about the fact that we can order these random things at 2 o'clock in the morning for a $3 delivery fee, might I add. That's not bad. I'm looking bad. at their like, FAQs, and that's not bad at all. Mm-mm. They have like groupings of things. Like, here's this is stuff for a sick day or snacks from the 90s or stuff Ooh. like that. So I think that's kind of fun. They need a Mexican snacks. Oh, there. my gosh. That's dangerous. 
Yeah. <laughs> they oh, need like yeah. a Mexican snack section, and then my my night will be made. Said the guy who's trying to clean up everything that he's eating. I looked up Mexican <laughs> snacks, and it gave me Pop Secret and Cheetos, so I don't think that's right. Mm. Uh, oh, they got Pocky Sticks. All right, I, I have to stop. This is bad. <laughs> we're on, we're so never moving on. Off the GoPub <laughs> website is, this is real right now. All right, I'm closing the tab. I have to move we're on. We're at here. 20 minutes of talking about <laughs> <laughs> investments that Bob Iger has made. That's Correct. what we're talking Party about. Soups that can get delivered. So I mean, anyway, look, obviously, congrats, Bob. Yeah, obviously, this is a really great move. I have to agree with Larry, so we can circle back on this and and wrap this talk up. That I think the autonomous connection here is going to be really key because for startups or for any company that's entering uh, into competition with behemoths like Amazon, for instance, having that autonomy is going to be crucial to keeping your workforce light while still being able to fulfill a bunch of orders. And if you have it not only in the warehouse, but if you have it upon the delivery as well, you know, you see a lot of companies going into the autonomous delivery like Walmart and a couple of other vendors have drones that will fly over your house and drop a bag of the stuff that you buy within like feet of your front door. Do it. I want a drone to, to deliver me soup. And, yeah. Well, let's hope that it's in a can. But, you know, <laughs> just in a bag, not, not just in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's what makes this exciting. Right. That. You know, maybe Bob's investment is going to be the next step, like Larry said, in bringing that type of stuff here and keeping it affordable for people that need to use these types of services. So I'm excited to see where this goes. The Canva one is a little more interesting for me uh, because, you know, Canva's already pretty awesome on its own. Like, I don't know, like, what's next is video editing capabilities it's pretty rudimentary it. i think you're on it yeah you can just build build like like chunks of animation yeah like together to do a video so maybe that's the next step right maybe they have a separate uh, app that does that especially now that tiktok got into that like the latest version of tiktok mm -hmm. i it's it's making some waves i think because they added timeline editing which wasn't available before and considering the fact that you know, sites like Instagram are really pushing stuff like Instagram reels and this longer form content. Like when I first started on Instagram, it was to help, you know, display my photography. It was to get photographs mm -hmm. out there. And I love posting and it was great. But if you post a photo now, if you don't have 100,000 followers, you're not going to get any type of engagement on that. You know, you're you're going to get less than two percent of the people that already follow you. And that's by design. You know, Instagram has very slowly been becoming an app not about photography, but about commerce. You know, because they're really pushing uh, accounts that have some kind of shop attached and they have items available for purchase. But the one thing that's consistent across all of these apps is the video content. And so if Bob Iger is bringing in money to help Canva take the next step in video, that might be where we see the biggest growth, uh, growth there. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, if you have the money, these are companies that you might want to invest in. Like, if Bob Iger says they're good enough to invest in, like, I don't know. I, I'm going to see if I can find a few bucks to throw their way as well. 
Very yeah, nice. seems like a smart move. Uh, I mean, I'm no uh, venture capitalist say, or anything. We're not a but we're FDIC. We're not certified in none of that. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Make that clear. But we are not so your great accountant. minds think alike, like they say, right? Absolutely. Let's see. What else? Uh, oh, I, I did want to mention this before since we're on TikTok and we've talked about this before. Andrew, you'll be happy yeah. to know that Bluey now has an official TikTok account. You know what? Bluey's the best. Bluey, uh, I might have to download TikTok just for Bluey because Bluey is great. Um, and Bluey's dad and Bingo and everybody and mom. And yeah, I love Bluey. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched any Bluey in a while since I've uh, stopped uh, helping my niece with school. Um, but yeah, Bluey's great. <laughs> <laughs> so Bandit, Bluey's dad, uh I, I, you know how we've been testing out a bunch of stickers and everything, and I uh-huh. keep placing them on my water bottles to test them. Uh-huh. I need a bandit sticker on something. <laughs> I, I have decided that bandit just needs to be a sticker that lives on my tablet or my water bottle or something. Cause he is very hilarious. I mean, it's a, it's a funny show and it's one of those rare instances where Kids enjoy it, but there's also a lot of really great knowledge for parents. It's like a parenting show f- that kids watch. Yeah, like, it's so it, weird. It's never so heard weird. of it. It's cool. It's an you haven't heard of Bluey? Show. We've yeah. talked about Bluey before. I know we've talked about but I never heard the premise of the show. Oh, yeah. It's just like it's like a family. There's two kids and the two parents, and they just kind of tackle some uh, life issue things, like just like things that kids do. Yeah. Like, gotcha. Going to school and playing around and all kinds of different stuff like that. Yeah. Bandit's cute. <laughs> and some of the topics, they, they just dive right in. Like, they yeah. they don't really sugarcoat it either. Like, it's almost like they're helping you know how to tell your ki- your own kids about these issues as well. Especially That's if you have cool. trouble describing those things. So, it's as much a parenting show, like Andrew said, that it, and, as it is a kid's show. But, yeah, Bandit gotta be a sticker on something going forward i thought you'd get a kick out of that so i just i i immediately as soon as i saw it in my for you page i was like yep followed all right i'm gonna figure this out (laughs) discover bluey's popular videos um oh hey since we're talking about kid stuff guess what's returning chalk walk chalk walk is coming back august 27th 2022 uh, it is the 30th anniversary of the Chalk Walk, and they're promising something big. Not a lot of information is out about what they're going to be doing. So far, it looks like it is going to be an in-person event, um, depending, obviously, on how things go during or after the summer. Uh, I'm sure that some kind of security protocol or is going to be in place, depending on, again, how things are going. But it is scheduled to be an in-person return August 27th. Uh, We are going to be doing a fundraiser for Chalk Walk again this year, as we do every year. We have a couple of auctions planned already. I've been collecting a few items over the course of the last year in order to try to uh, auction them off for Chalk. I want to try to save some of those because I know we're going to be auctioning them off for things like Walk for Hope and everything later on in the year as well. But I'm pretty excited. Uh, More information on that is going to be coming soon. I'm probably going to be setting up the team within the next week or two. Once I do that, I'll announce it. It'll be on our Discord channel. It'll be on Instagram. 
That way you can sign up, you can help us fundraise, uh, you can give a donation. If that's not within your scope, you can always help share it. That's always really helpful to us as well. Uh, it's not always about the donations, but you sharing it and telling other people that can donate is one of the best ways to help us raise money for Chalk. So more info on that is coming soon. And uh, yeah, pretty excited. Yeah, it's uh, been a while. Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, can you talk a little bit about this image that you shared about your favorite explorer? <laughs> Let me hold on. I want to be able to describe this. So we see a picture and you see a bridge and someone walking across it. And this person's wearing a fedora. Huh. And suddenly you just hear Raiders March. It's just playing in your ear and it's just getting louder and louder because we just seen the first look of Indiana Jones for his final movie. So this seeing this made me so happy because it's more than just a uh, it's more than just, oh, that it's happening and it's happening. It's just more than talk. We get to see his silhouette and it's. It's so cool. It is so, so cool. So, of course, I was excited to show you you guys because um, it's been a while since we heard about anything indie. I mean, of course, we don't know what's about or anything. But this is kind of like when we got the first tease of Hatbox Ghost coming back. Mm. So it's just the silhouette. And you're like, I want more. I want to see more. And yeah. So it's the first look of Indiana Jones. Number five. I don't think we have the title yet, but we do have a date, and I believe it's going to be next year. So that's cool. I did and look it up. June Ooh. 30th, 2023 is the release date or the anticipated release date. There you go. What do we want it to be called? The Indiana Jones and the... Uh, the brown fedora. <laughs> and the can of soup. And the can Indiana of soup. Jones and the, the can of hearty soup. Yep. Indiana, Indiana Jones Endgame. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the 2 a.m. order from GoPuff. <laughs> Have you seen? So there's you been guys some. Got any whips? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Hold on. Let me bring the website back up. Oh no! Oh no! They have no. whipped cream. I saw that. Is that close enough? Ready whip. I didn't need whipped cream. I needed a whip. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's Nazis. Might have to be snakes. Mm, can't just snake with it. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's been some uh, leaked images or whatever. People have been taking pictures from the set, mm. and some people are kind of confused on what's going on because they're they're seeing like in one image there's like a crashed World War II plane, and then like a bunch of like Roman soldiers. And then, oh. like, uh, I don't remember what the third thing was, but it was like things that that didn't be like didn't go in the same timeline together. <gasps> it's a multiverse. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people were speculating that um, it might be like something takes place on the set of a movie or something like that. Like, there's a like there's oh, a like a Roman movie kind of movie. thing, like that they crash and are fighting again. I don't know. But yeah, there's been some some images and things like that. People are trying to figure out what's going on. But 
uh, yeah, I'm super excited, and I hope Sala comes back. Me too. Other than that, I don't think I have any expectations. Just no aliens. That's it. Other than that. What about predators? Oh. Sure. Which predators? The jungle or like the predator versus alien? Like like, like predator. Predator like versus the predator. Alien. Okay. He said no alien, but no. But he didn't say <laughs> okay. about predator. Right. Good. Though. That was good. About uh, Chuck Norris. Everything's oh. better with Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the idea of Doctor Jones into the indieverse. Like, <laughs> if we actually got like a multiverse of Indiana Jones, that'd be pretty cool because. Because Jock Lindsay would be introduced and we get an entire SEA story that could go along with it. What do you mean what Jock Lindsay is introduced? I mean, no, he plays a bigger part in this one because he's already oh, been okay. introduced. I was like, in the he's the been in these. Yes, he's been in them That's before. That's just but... my pet snake, Reggie. <laughs> right, but Come he on. plays a bigger part in this one. And he's I like see. the Stephen Strange of the universe to Dr. Jones. I mean, I guess gotcha. maybe that's Sala. All right, we Ooh. can figure this out. I mean, they're still making it. Indiana Jones is Doctor Strange, and Sala is a Wong, and Jock Lindsay is Mordu. And- Who's Peter? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Who's Peter Parker? Peter Parker, uh, short round. Short round, yeah. All right, well, you know what? This is writing itself. So <laughs> let's, let's right, do yeah, this let's get out off the, the pen podcast. before somebody else steals yeah, this. Let's yeah, let's do this off podcast, and then we'll submit it, and this will be a supplemental storyline. You know what? They might buy it for like a Indiana Jones book or something. They, they do all kinds of stuff like that. They always do make stories that are canon. Yeah. I like it. As long as there's like uh, like some whip action and some Nazis, it's an Indiana Jones story. Snakes. That's, that's all you really need. And some snakes. There you go. Why is it Sorry, Hazen. Be about snakes. <laughs> and uh, of course, now a uh, 2 a.m. soup order from GoPuff. Because and whipped cream. <laughs> and whipped cream. Cool. Well, yeah, I like you said, Mel, I think having the image uh, adds some legitimacy to what's happening, right? Because we always see mm-hmm. these projects that are, you know, you're talking about them, they're talking about them, they get a director, they lose a director, they get a script, they lose a script, and then they get a, a an actor to play the lead part, and then they're like, well, I'm beefing with this other guy, I don't want to do this, and, you know, to actually see that something is happening, that they're on set, that they're filming, that things are actually progressing, and to get that screenshot, pretty exciting. Obviously, this is going to be the last time that we see Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Uh, I know we brought this up before, but have you given any more thought to who you would like to carry the torch of Indy again? Because I don't think we came up with, like, a good answer last time either. I don't think we did it's so difficult to pinpoint one person it's well yeah i think what we we had we had brought up because i'd looked up a list what we had brought up was the per like any chance of indie getting rebooted is well after steven spielberg and harrison ford have passed so we have to be looking at somebody that's like uh 10 now so (laughs) (laughs) or like or maybe like in their teens like and I don't know, like, Finn Wolfhard or something is the only, like, person that I know that is young from Stranger Things. Yeah. And, you know, other than that, I don't really know young Sheldon. <laughs> like, is the young Rock, any of them? Those are the <laughs> young actors I know. How about just Harrison Ford lives forever and he can just keep doing it? Or yeah. we can clone him or something. Well, There you go. Yeah. 
Science. <laughs> See, he'll just live forever and they'll just keep making Indiana Jones adventures and like keep progressing the time because this new one's supposed to take place in like the 60s. Hmm. So just like, you know, then we'll have like an 80s Indiana Jones <laughs> and an early 2000s Indiana Jones. Yeah. And... I mean, it, it there there's precedent for this, right? Obviously, when somebody gets aged out of a role, they want to do their best to find somebody that's going to fit into the role for the future, right? Like we're seeing that mm-hmm. now with Star Wars. We're going to be talking about Obi-Wan in in a little bit, but we're obviously seeing that with like the replacement of Alec Guinness with Ewan McGregor, right? So eventually, like right now Mark Hamill has been a pretty big part of the Star Wars series, whether he's done a cameo or the voice of yeah, like one of the droids or something. But you know, we already kind of saw the digital enhancement and like the digital reproduction of Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, the next step is obviously to recast him, you know, because we're going to be starting to see that story unfold. I know that they, they can probably write around it, but there's got to be someone out there that can play Indiana Jones. Maybe it's some unknown actor that we've never Maybe. seen before. You know, that way there is no legacy to what they've done. They're not typecast. You know, it's not going to be like Daniel Radcliffe or something like because obviously he's Wolverine. But I mean, (laughs) maybe it's some like unknown person. So I don't know. I'm going to put the question out there because I think we did it last time or maybe we didn't ask. I don't remember. But young Sheldon, (laughs) if you have an idea of who might make a good replacement for Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, once Harrison Ford finishes this film, retires from the role, who do you think would be a good replacement? Join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, uh, or join the community over on Discord. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear uh, who you think would be a good Dr. Jones in the future. And maybe they do, okay, like I, Young I Dr. Jones. Or, what was, that was a TV show already. So the young, young Indiana yeah. Jones. With, uh, with, uh, see, then that would have been fine, I think. But but uh, River Phoenix is no longer with us. Yeah. So we can't like keep that going. But, okay, serious answer. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Michael Pena. I thought you said serious answer. <laughs> That's very serious. <laughs> serious? And then he just explains everything he's going to do. <laughs> In a silly way. I mean, he, he no? did a great job doing it in Ant-Man, so why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. That's, you know what? All right, you know uh, what? I'm sold. Good... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe instead of making another Indiana Jones movie, we just need to make a, you know, like like you're saying, Indiana Jones universe movies. Like, we need a Marion Ravenwood movie. We need a, uh, a Sala movie. Like, uh, all the other, you know, the character group of indiana jones is so rich with backstory that hasn't been explored true you can do the like the um what do i want to call it the rogue one kind of story where it's like this is the 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 partner story to what was happening how did marion get the bar how did you know how did all that go what was solid doing all this time what what's marcus brody doing at the college like (laughs) (laughs) And you know what the perfect person to do that? Jock Lindsay. We could call it Jock's Tales. Mm. <laughs> New on Disney Plus coming June 2023. You know what? We didn't get some top men on this. <laughs> All right. Top we'll add this men. to the treatise. We'll add this to our list of things that we're writing for Disney Plus. 
Our production yeah. company is going to be booming. Bob Iger. What has Henry <laughs> Jones been up to this whole time? Right? Right? <laughs> All right, Bob Iger, look, I know you're listening. What happened to Short Round? We're going to need some seed money for the Podcateers production company. Uh, so that we can write all these shows for Disney Plus, and when we make you a lot of money, uh, we want to also create a delivery service of some sort. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe toys. Laoshe um, Airlines. But oh we'll gosh, figure that's it out. perfect. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Imports and exports. That's what yep. we're in. <laughs> Deliver to Club Obi Wan. We're in the in- import and export business. Yeah, if you have any idea, join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you're not part of our Discord community yet, it's super easy to join us. You can either click on the uh, link that we left on our Instagram stories, or you can go to the blog post for this episode, podcateers.com slash 415. Click on the Discord logo. It takes a couple clicks, and you'll be signed up, and you'll be joining us there. Um, we have a poll up right now. Uh, I wish I would have posted it sooner because we would have had the results for this episode. But I put up the poll that we talked about last week and we asked, does Gore the God Butcher look like Lord Voldemort in the Love and Thunder trailer? So far, it looks like a lot of people agree. Uh, I don't have a final number yet, but, you know, for the next episode, we'll have a. a, a Most final. people agree. Yeah. It because looks like he does. It. Like right now, it's seven to two. Like as of as of when I looked at it right now, seven to yeah, two. Yeah, that that's a that's a pretty good percentage. Who are these two people? Now look. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, two people. Oh, you know what? You I think one of them. One of them is Hazel. No, no, no. I think the the the, the tool that we use yeah. automatically votes once for each of them to get the ball rolling so that there's something for people to click on. So oh. technically we have to remove one vote cuz Okay. So if you look at all them right, Forky you. Forky votes for both of them or I for see. all. Okay. Ah. And if you're wondering why it's Forky because Forky asks the questions, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Forky asks the questions. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um okay, so person on Discord who voted no, who are you? Make yourself known. Aye, aye, that's me. It's Larry, it's you, Larry. It is me, look at the numbers. You know what, it's Larry. Can I just look? Will it just tell me who voted that way? I think so. I I think if you hold down. No, no, vote up, Andrew. I clicked on it. You have to hold, I I think on mine, you have to like hold the long press. Yeah, if you long press. Forky and Larry. (laughs) I think it's going to stick, that literally, (laughs) with the Forky joke. That's going to stick. Funny. Uh, it was me. <laughs> well, if you want to vote and you want to make your voice known on this one, head over to our Discord channel. But you know, maybe we could do some like Indiana Jones one in, in, in there as well. Yeah. Should we Who get should Andrew Indi- to well, play Sala yeah. in the next Indiana Jones project? Yes, sir. My yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, John Rhys Davies needs work. He's not been in anything recently. But you could maybe you could be young Sala. Young Sala. Oh, yeah. no, you would. A reboot Young for Sala. ABC. You know what? If you go, if you go to my Sala um, uh, Instagram, when we went to D twenty, the last D twenty three we went to, there was a, a Disney Plus like little video you would make, and it was me. I was dressed up as Sala, and Melissa was there. My wife Tina, 
And it's just like videos of us kind of doing stuff. It's like an ad for Disney Plus, and I posted on there. It's like Young Sala coming to Disney Plus in 2020. <laughs> oh, you're two years overdue, man. I know. It's time to get back into the studio now that the you know things are getting back from the pandemic. Yep. I know. We need to get get it going. Some people are like, really? I'm like, yep, really. All right, <laughs> Bob. I know you're listening. <laughs> Let's get this thing going for Andrew. We need young Sala. Young Sala coming to ABC and Disney Plus this fall. From the makers of Young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else. Fantasmic, back in the parks, happening. Nice. Uh, let's see. Tale of the Lion King has officially moved from California Adventure to the old Mickey and the Magical Map Theater. Uh, any any word as to why they made that change? Like, I don't have anything against the Lion King. I'm just they, did Mickey and the Magical Map just like were people just sick of it or something? Or I don't know. I wasn't. That's for that's sure. A great show. I, I thought it was yeah. great. You know, they're like we're getting rid of it. Pandemic, something. Blah blah blah. I wonder if it was just too expensive to run. If it was too many cast members or too many, I don't know, crew or whatever. Who knows. There, there, there's must be a reason, and most of the reasons are usually money. Mm. So that would be my guess, be, because it seemed to be well received every time I would see it. It was always packed in there, hard to find a seat. You got to get there early. Yeah. So, um, the this Lion King show seems good. It seems to have you know people are saying good things about it when it was over in California Adventure. Um, so I hope it goes over well. I haven't personally watched it, but. Um. Yeah, I I don't know why Mickey the Magical Map is gone, but hopefully this is a worthy replacement. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cute. Um, I got to see it a few years ago, and it's what you just mentioned is yeah, it was packed. Um, I think yeah, I don't remember when, but I remember there was an earthquake before I got to see it, so that was fun. Oh, but um. <laughs> The I think because of, I want to see what it's different since it's going to be at a different location. I'm really curious and I'll, I'll see like um, I'll check out some videos, see if anyone's posted anything. But um, I honestly feel like it could be bigger. It could be a bigger production. Um, the way that it's it's told is so different and it's really, really engaging, too. So. What I mean, um, making the magical map has my heart for so many reasons, and hopefully it'll come back later. I mean, maybe it was just budgets and all that stuff, yaddy yaddy yaddy. Um, so I'm I'm holding off that. Hopefully we'll see it. And this is you know the first show back that has a sitting down like in daytime. Yeah. Um. So that's a plus because man, it's been rough without anything like that. Yeah. So bittersweet, of course, because it's not, you know, again, making the magical map, but the show is pretty cute. So something. Yeah. 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 And what I've heard, too, is uh, this is, uh, I don't speculation from people, I guess. But now that uh, some of the like that show is opened up, that opens up capacity, more capacity in the park. So more reservations, in theory, are available, and then it's just going to be more packed yeah. in the parks, which is fun. 
need to open up uh open up the hyperion and we need to, you know we need to get Rogers. everything open <laughs> yeah. yeah rogers the musical yeah i'm <laughs> glad you brought that up because i never got a chance to see it when it was a california adventure uh i remember it happening because it would they set it up normally from what i remember on the big stage that they have like all the performances for like festival of holidays and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but let's say are, are we at the point where we can say like frozen has reached term at the Hyperion and it's time to put something else in and Agreed. could that be this Lion King show like do you think it's big enough to put in something like the Hyperion or did they make a good decision and put it in a theater that's appropriate for what the show is Ooh. I would you have to I yeah go ahead Melissa, oh sorry. no go ahead I'll go after I mean I I, I do think that of the two performance spaces that, yes, it's probably more suited for uh, the Fantasyland Theater. Um, the stage is a little smaller. It's less uh, tech-heavy uh, when it comes to the capabilities of the space, just because it's older and it's outdoors, so it doesn't have the uh, the fly loft and things like that. The Hyperion is a fully functioning Broadway-style proscenium theater has like 80 something line sets and and stage automation and and clown launchers and trap doors and all kinds of fun stuff in there that I can go on on and on about. But that Lion King show unless they really kind of dialed it up to 25 from you know the whatever it is now uh it would feel small in that space. Because it is kind of a, from the things I've seen, it's kind of a, like, storytelling uh, kind of thing. More more than a um, a big performance, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So, mm. that's, uh, of the two spaces, I think the Fantasyland Theater is the better option. Perfectly okay. said. Hyperion Theater would be underutilized big Correct. time. Um the show is storytelling, so you don't really need all that theatrics kind of stuff. That's why Fantasyland Theater is much better. It fits that production perfectly. So that's why I was like, well, then as soon as you're mentioning Frozen, I'm like, eh, Rogers the musical, <laughs> please. Look, I am not against that at all. <laughs> all right. Because there are certain shows that I think are specifically created for a particular space, right? Like the Beauty and the mm-hmm. Beast show, obviously, that they have at the Fantasy Fair. Like, I, I think that's perfect. Like, it's just yeah. enough for the tiny stage that they have going on there. Exactly. Um, so I, there's always going to be shows that will require less production value. And, and for good reason, right? Because they're going to port people over. They're going to have a bunch of people standing around instead of standing in the lines or you know, crowding around a parade or something like that. So um, I guess if we could choose something that goes into the Hyperion, my vote is for Rogers the Musical. I I think that with the theme of Avengers Campus and everything, like I get the whole looking down Hollywood Boulevard and like seeing the Hyperion and everything, but it's so close to Mission Breakout and it's so close to just the opening of Avengers Campus that – it's a hop, skip, and a jump away from being converted over into, you know, Broadway. 
you know, or an off-Broadway production or something like that. So, Well, and that's what the nice thing is about the Hyperion is that it is a theater and a show can happen in a theater and it doesn't have to be themed to to any particular thing. I mean, Frozen doesn't fit in the land and Aladdin didn't fit in the land any any better than a Rogers and Musical fit just because it was just Hollywood themed. Hollywood land could be anything. And it's, you know, it's just like this is the theater and we are presenting the tour, quote unquote, of this or whatever. You know, so That's a great point. That yeah, it, the theater. That what's nice about having it be just like this is a performance venue, and you're going to see a performance as opposed to trying to build a whole lore around it, um, gives you that leeway to put anything in there. And you could, in theory, do things in rep where you you know do two shows and they can switch out depending on stuff. But da 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 da. I'll keep talking forever. But there's there's no reason that you couldn't put Rogers the musical in there, or you could put. Hercules in there, or Hunchback of Notre Dame. You could put Beauty and the Beast. You can put anything in there, Spider Man, whatever you want, and it would fit both land. You know, it fit uh, Hollywood land just fine because it's just a performance space. With your experience in setting up some of these shows and knowing what goes into uh, the production and everything behind the curtain. How easy would it be? Like we get like an overlay for the haunted mansion like once a year, right? And they shut it down for about a month or something to convert the whole thing. How quickly can you convert? Let's say that this year they say like, yeah, Frozen is at the Hyperion, but you know, for three months we're gonna have Hamilton on stage at California Adventure. Like, how quickly could you convert it to another show? And is it feasible to do something for three to six months and then switch it back? So it all depends on um, how a show is built. And so if it's built as an installation, um, it's a lot harder to get that show out of the building. So if you have the show built as a, a tour touring set or, or something along that way, it would be a lot easier to uh, pull that out and put something new in. Um, when we do Broadway tours, our load-ins are one day to three days at the most because these are, you know, the scenery is meant to go up quickly and the lights are meant to do this and da, 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 da. So if there's a lot of background um, setup involved, you know, beforehand pre-planning where um, the show that's being built, that's like the residence show is something that is easily pulled down. Then you could put any, you could use it as a touring space. I've, uh, talked with uh i had the chance to talk with the technical director over there quite a number of years ago and the theater itself is built uh to accommodate touring shows mm. um so it is a fully functioning theater capable of doing tours it's it's a phenomenal space and one of these days i'll have to bust out the um i have a uh a booklet that they he gave me that gives the whole specs of the building at the time this was 2012 um but the building itself is just an amazing space capable of so many things so to answer your question in a very long form uh, um depending on how the show is built it could take you know maybe a week if if it was built uh as a touring type show a week or two at the most to switch shows out so in in my experience it 
it's very feasible to switch stuff out in a, a space like that, especially because it's built. The theater is built to accommodate that. Interesting. Um, yeah, dude, if you could find that booklet, I would love to hear more about that theater. I think it would be like an interesting, especially for all the theater nerds out there that really enjoy hearing. Yeah, about this it, stuff. it was it was when Aladdin was going on. So it tells you like, oh, there's 75,000 pounds in the air of scenery and there's 150,000 pounds of scenery on deck and there's 80 line sets that do this and this is there's only one human pole da, 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 da. i have it somewhere in this room i'm sitting in it exists and <laughs> i will find it and maybe i'll scan it and stick it on discord or something because it's very cool uh information on that That's uh, pamphlet awesome. yeah I, I would love to maybe we could dedicate a segment and you can walk us through it before we post it i think that'd be pretty fun yeah Sweet. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Disney, if you want something new, give us Rogers the Musical. And uh, I think p- people would love to see something new at the Hyperion, especially if you're going to open, you know, uh, more of these spaces to the public. Why not open it with a bang and bring in the Avengers and give us something that, you know, we got a little taste of in Hawkeye. But now we want to see actually come to life at the Hyperion. So, yeah. Uh, Andrew's ready to go help you set it all up. Yeah, you need a light designer? Call me up. I mean, I know. So, I, well, I won't take that job. I, a guy I follow on Instagram, Mike Wood, is the did the lighting design for Rogers Musical in in uh, in Hawkeye. So I, they should bring him back. But uh, but he'll need somebody <laughs> to help him. Uh, he, yeah, if you need a uh, an L two, call me up. <laughs> Boom. Uh, all right, so. Uh, let's quickly talk about some of the Star Wars stuff that was happening this weekend. But before we do that, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers, like all the others, are brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes possible. Uh, being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like access to our happy hour calls, uh, a special section on our Discord server, Discount codes for Podcateers gear, first access to a lot of the new Podcateers gear that we're uh, putting out, uh, random giveaways, uh, all sorts of stuff. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us, send us a, a quick note on Instagram or hop over to Discord. We'll be happy to answer any questions there. But of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. You guys are so cool. Yeah. We're gonna. We're. I think we're finally at a spot where we can get back to doing uh, another call. So information on our next happy hour call is gonna be coming soon. So cross your fingers. Everything so far so good. I think we're gonna be ready for for our June call. So stay tuned for that info. Uh, Star Wars. Some announcements obviously came out during Star Wars Celebration weekend. Uh, again. I didn't pay too much attention, but I did see a picture of Grogu sitting in Din, in Din Djarin's ship, and it was awesome. I need one of those in my life, both the ship and Grogu, because it just <laughs> looked awesome. Uh, we got an announcement that uh, Boba Fett and Fennec Shand are going to be coming to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, looks like they're appearing now, actually, as we're recording this episode, release date. We're, they're there. They're ready. Din Djarin and Grogu are going to be coming later on. And uh looks like for Star Wars night, Ahsoka Tano uh, came back. I think she was there for the first night. 
if I remember correctly. Uh, but it looks like she was back. Uh, I think Ahsoka is a really great character to have in Galaxy's Edge. I like that they're doing this because I think we had figured out like what the timeline was for for Galaxy's Edge at one point, and it kind of didn't fit within this timeline. But if Disney's officially moving away from the timeline that they had originally set Galaxy's Edge to be in, and they're just going to kind of bring characters to this Star Wars land that they have created. I think people are going to get a much bigger kick out of it. And they're just going to enjoy it a whole lot more. Because there isn't... Like the story of Galaxy's Edge and everything, while it's intriguing, it hasn't been fully built out to an extent where people have become a fanatic of it. Like they have... You know, the first three episodes or some of the characters that we've met in The Mandalorian and so on. So the fact that they've kind of broken away a little bit from that timeline and have decided to give us these characters that we love. That's that's a great decision. I think a lot more people are going to go a little crazier over it now. Oh, yeah. Bringing in The Mandalorian alone. I mean, with the Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge, I think is a good move just to have some of that licensing and characters in there for kids to have something to really connect to i mean ray did a really good job i would say when they bring her and still is fairly popular so i don't know about too much of being a disconnection of of you know how we're saying here because i'll be honest when i go to the park i see a lot of the lightsabers still and i still see a lot of people you know trying to connect to that lamb but i would say if you're like putting it to characters they haven't done a job anything quite like Captain America's being over in Marvel and then not even talk about Disney Plus shows like Loki and then recently we saw Scarlet Witch, right, at Avengers Campus. So it is good that they're breaking the timeline from what it looks like. I don't think the hardcore fan really is going to judge that if they could get like a cool moment uh, with one of the characters like Boba Fett and Finnick Shan. I mean, that's a really cool thing you want some of that disney plus love like they're getting over avengers campus to come over here because especially for the kids too right that's kind of key yeah totally it's uh how do i say this the atmosphere itself just having like their presence just makes everything different so i'm really curious to see fennec shand like just do her thing um i i've mentioned it before but vi is one of my favorite people to watch i don't know what it is but she's so mysterious and just adds that element. So I can't wait to actually get to see this. I'm not going to try to go meet them. I just want to watch from afar <laughs> and just watch them do their thing. That's that's the fun part. So it'd be cool. Yeah, it's it's a uh, I think it's only to their benefit that yeah. um that they they kind of stray away from this hard timeline dates because the characters from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy now are so i mean the original trilogy is just so widely known when you say star wars people don't automatically think ray and finn and and poe they think of darth vader and luke and leia and han and everything like that Mm -hmm. so it's only going to benefit them to bring these characters to uh galaxy's edge um and I think they're doing I they're doing it in the best way they can trying to still, you know, I think if they just don't address it, they just show up 
it nobody's gonna right. people are just gonna be yeah. excited to see yeah. him. That's all it's really gonna be. They're like, oh, okay, look, okay, Darth Vader's here. As long as like Darth Vader and uh, Kylo Ren aren't like in the same place at the same time, I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, if if they can kind of keep, you know, maybe one little section is like this is the the original t- trilogy section, and this is kind of where they hang out, and then this is like the you know the new trilogy and whatever. So everybody can kind of still have whatever. I don't know, but I think it's it's. Uh, I just keep saying out oh, to their benefit <laughs> because I got nothing else better to say. People are gonna love it. Just bring Luke and Han Solo and and. Uh, I want Darth Maul back. Oh, yeah, Darth, Darth Maul. Bring uh, you know, give us some. Uh, uh, I don't know, figuring Dan of the modal nodes. I just get like, <laughs> just get all kinds of people in there. Get uh, Greedo and get some. I, I don't know. Job of the Hut. Everybody. Like, wow. wouldn't it be cool be if cool. there's just a big old Job of the Hut? You open like a door and it's like. Well, like, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, like when they used to roll them in on the last show we just watched with Boba Fett where they had yeah. the brother and sister. Oh, like thinking them having dude. like this whole little that would <laughs> animatronic be awesome. they carry in that walks through Galaxy's Edge. Like they have them up on like a hoist or something. <laughs> like you kind of see it like a yeah, kind of like, like the, an entourage yeah. thing, right? That would be cool. Well, we did. I, I think when we armchair imagineered parades, we wondered about like what type of parade we could have at Galaxy's Edge, right? Mm. Like we don't need a full parade. We just need like these processionals or something. Like we just there need, you yeah, you, you know, That's like it. if That's you the just word. saw it's them. Just... The two, the 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 twins yeah. from yeah, dude, like and then you have tactical Chewbacca walking around. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. So, cool. so I, Larry, you brought a really good point. They're kind of doing this Disney Plus style, right? Like we're seeing something on the shows, and then they're bringing those characters to the land. I love that, but obviously, there's going to be times where shows are just not going to be available they're not going to have anything new we're just lucky that right now we've had back-to-back shows set up eventually i think they're going to want to do the same thing with star wars but for now i i think you know if you could see like top five characters i know we've all kind of spouted out characters but top five characters that you would want to see in galaxy's edge uh who would they be you know, I, I want to post this out to everybody. You know, join the conversation, obviously, on, on Discord or Instagram, whatever, wherever you follow us. Like you said, Andrew, it's not just to benefit them, but as a guest, you benefit, right? Because I think Galaxy's Edge was built with so many adults in mind that there isn't a lot for children to do. And Mel, you brought up a really great point. Like, Vimerati is one of the, like, highlights of Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge because there's kids trailing her and, you know, they're out, you know, solving these things. And, you know, like you said, she's so mysterious. And, you know, obviously Ray and Chewie had a, a following when there was kids there. But it's not like it's not a f- big kid friendly land. It's mainly for adults, you know. And so having these characters that children are familiar with is going to raise the value of that land so much more you know, and it's going to make it just more interesting for the people that don't need to know about Black Spire Outpost. They came to see, like you said, Darth Vader, you know, or or Han Solo or something like that. And that's who they're familiar with. That's who they want their picture with. And boom, they got it much happier, you know, ultimately. So uh, if you, well, let's make it three characters like if let, let's just go around uh, Mel top three characters you would want to see at Galaxy's Edge. 
Babu Frick. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's like, I still want Wendy. Um, Leia. Oh, yeah. And Princess or General? Princess. Okay. Why not both? True. Uh, why not both? Day and night. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm going to take Larry's. I'm going to. You've mentioned Darth Maul. I miss seeing him at the Academy. So if he could do that and then they just play his music, he does his little thing. I could care less if he's not fighting anybody. It'd be just cool <laughs> just to see that show. That'd be funny. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Larry, who would you like to see? I'm going to keep it. Well, I Darth Maul was definitely up there because I used to love seeing him come out in that show. As my That was my jam. I'm going to try to keep it all the good side. So I'm going to go with my three. These are probably in rank. So three, I'd want to see Yoda. Oh, great choice. <laughs> Propped oh, up somewhere. Great choice. I would love that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, two would be uh, Qui-Gon and number one, Obi-Wan. Those are the okay. characters I like. Great choices. Great choices. Ah, oh, I, I didn't even. Oh, okay. Andrew, your three. <laughs> okay. So, um, I don't know. Should I do funny answers or serious oh, answers? Because yeah, I have both. <laughs> go for it. Okay. Here's the, here's my funny answers because, you know, we got to see Lumpy. Yeah, that's Lumpy. true. We do. Chewbacca's son, yeah, Lumpy. Lumpy. We got to see Lumpy. Okay. You know, how about Chewbacca's whole family? We can have Ma yeah. and we family can have reunion. Itchy. Yeah. We can have the whole on family life reunion. Day, we could have a on life day. We need Lumpy um, and Dexter Jetster. Oh. You know, maybe they set up like a Dexter Jetster like diner or something. He's back there cooking. Um, and, you know, you got to get Watto in like the Toydarian toy shop. Like you gotta have Watto out there selling his wares. Um, that's uh, those are my silly answers. Um, my fun, my actual answers are Han Solo, uh, K two S O, and um, uh, probably Lando. Oh, I think that would be Han and Lando would be yeah, fun. That'd be fun. Oh man, um, yeah, those are great choices too. Uh, Lando was on my short list as well. Uh, I would want Mace Windu. Lando yeah. and Palpatine. I think Palpatine I think Palpatine would, would be a really be a good, good character, uh, especially if you're into the dark side characters. Scary. Here's the thing. So even if we're sticking with the timeline, like, why are we not got C3PO? That's <laughs> true. I mean, yeah. C3PO's in every movie. And R2. What? R2's like kind of made some appearances at Galaxy's Edge, but not regularly. But no, like yeah. C3PO, come on, that's like easy peasy lemon squeezy. Like, yeah. like put him up on a on a walkway and just have him walking around or whatever, so people can't touch him. And boom, C3PO. There you go. Like, so I have a silly suggestion. <laughs> I'm gonna take. Oh gosh, I'm gonna take the idea of the twins and how we were talking about the huts. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Why can't there be a processional with the Cantina Band? Yes. Oh, you're yeah, welcome. Bigger and Dan band. and the modal notes. And the Cantina Band, go. by the way, appeared at <laughs> Star Wars Night on the Rivers of America. So it's not like they're oh, not there. Oh my gosh! Okay. See, Don't see, I, stop I got disrespecting it. them. Their name is Figure and Dan and the modal notes. That's true. I, well, yes, I apologize, Andrew. <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, honestly, I think they can't go wrong with adding any of these characters. But if if they're going to stick to 
just timeline. If we're going to be just releasing new characters and they want to keep it kind of within what's popular, they they also can't go wrong with adding characters like Sabine and Ezra and Ahsoka Tano. You know, all these characters. Phineas and Gus and uh, Hatbox Yes, and Phineas and, and Ferb and Candace and, <laughs> yeah, Perry the Platypus. Like, uh, like Dr. Doofenshmirtz! <laughs> Uh, like all these characters, obviously from Bad Batch and from Rebels and from all these like series that are on Disney Plus, a lot of people watch those, including children. And so, if you bring those characters in, I think they're gonna they're they're gonna bring you back a lot on the investment, right? Because people are familiar with them. And if you really want to start catering to that future crowd. You know, you got to start bringing some more of these characters in. So not that like characters like by Marathi or anything aren't great, but how many people were familiar with her story if you didn't read the Black Spire Outpost comic that they put out when it first opened? Right. Exactly. Like that's what you need. You need what's familiar in order to bring more people in. So glad they're making this change. Uh, if you have. Uh, any characters that you would like to see if they made this full change and just started bringing all the characters in, you know, who are two or three characters you'd like to see in Galaxy's Edge? Join the conversation, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But of course, we'd love to have you over on our in our Discord community. Let us know. I got another good one. Okay, so they need to. So you guys know Sunny Eclipse, right? Mm-hmm. You know Sunny Eclipse from from Walt Disney World. He's got a he's got space organ. Yeah. It's like a big circle organ. Well, who else has a big circle organ? Max Rebo. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody in a blue little elephant guy, Max Rebo. So we just need like another restaurant or bar or something where instead of Rex, we have like a Sunny Eclipse style Max Rebo, and he's playing some tunes. Come on, <laughs> baby. Nice. <laughs> You know what they could also do? So much. They, they could do so much, yeah. If they're not going to give us, like, a real Bantha, they could just do, like, one of those magical pictures that they do with, like, the other characters where you're just kind of, like, standing in front of one or something. Like or they could do, yeah, or they could do, like, you coming out of a Tauntaun. Yes. Like, oh. and you just ripping it, it like, open. It has, like, a thing that says, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Obi-Wan before we wrap up this episode. Uh, first two episodes have dropped onto Disney+. Plus. It is a six-episode uh, story arc that they're going to be telling for Obi-Wan. Your thoughts on this? It's uh, It seems familiar at some points. Um, there's some questions. I do have questions because I didn't understand a lot of stuff. But um, I found that it took a little bit more to explain at the end. But um, it was really fun to see the little subtle, um, not phrases, poses, uh, similarities that were familiar with the original trilogy. It's, I mean, it's fun. It, it is. It, it totally is. Um, but yeah, I, I hope I get the answers I mean, the yeah, the questions answered. And I guess I should say before we continue, we may drop a couple of spoilers. So if you haven't yet seen the first two episodes of uh, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, uh, 
you may want to come back and listen later because there's a couple of things that I want to say that are definitely going to ruin what happens in the show. But anyway, yeah, try to be nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, Larry, your thoughts on the first two episodes so far? I am 100% on board, but I am super biased, so keep that in mind. Uh, right, <laughs> right for me, uh, the score is back. Um, that is the score I grew up with, and going back to the episodes, um, the one, two, and three, that this starts the story from, the story arc, I just felt right back at home with Star Wars, and then, you know, repraising his role, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, I think I immediately just started getting nostalgia as that as a Star Wars fan, but then I stepped back and like and just tried to soak it in for its cinematic value as a show on Disney Plus. And then would I say, would I pay for Disney Plus to watch this in the first two episodes? And I would, but I'm not gonna argue with anyone that's saying, "Oh man, I I need a little bit of catch up to get involved with this one." But then I say, "Well, there's like 50 Marvel movies, so don't yeah. <laughs> don't don't necessarily come with that because there's only technically the Star Wars. If you don't get into all the series that were that came after the episodes, and then also you know four, five, and six, and recently, um, there's not as much catching up to do. I just, I just think when they tell the story, it's not. Don't think of marvel you have to think of star wars and the how it's built in regards to what our jedi stood for in the timeline of this show and what it has became and now the story they're trying to tell really is obi-wan's story of where you would if you watch the movies there's a gap you just kind of jumped into it being like if you were trying to really do like a marvel thing and chronologically line them up from the episodes to starting off with a new hope you'd be like, well, what happened in between that timeline? And this is, that's the story it's telling really nicely. And just, I I think for me, it's already gotten me feeling really good on the casting choices for who plays the younger characters uh, right now. They did a really good job. And I think that was, that's what Melissa was hinting at. You, you know, you're talking about getting caught up on, on Obi-Wan and they do a pretty good job of like the first, like, it was like skip recap. And I was like, I probably shouldn't skip this recap of like 10 minutes of, <laughs> of recap yeah. of, okay, here's Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship. Um, they just kind of do that whole, they just kind of give you the cliff notes version of, of their, their whole, uh, whole relationship. Dynamic yeah. Backstory. It just, just the whole backstory through the whole thing. Um, and so that, that I think was very helpful in just kind of reintroducing you to these characters and kind of where it's kind of like place setting of like, okay, this is kind of the tone that we're kind of, we're going for what we're, we're playing into with that, uh, that introduction. Um, and like you said, the, um, the characters are great, you know, not just you and McGregor, but, you know, we have, um, we know that, uh, uh, ba 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 Babu Frick, not Babu Frick, um, um, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, yes, is, uh, is reprising his role as Anakin. Um, plus we got Jimmy Smith's coming back in the saddle with, <laughs> yeah. with yeah. Bail Organa, and we got, um, uh, what other guy playing, uh, uh, uh Uncle Owen. Yeah, I mean, we Joel. got a lot of, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, Joel Edgerton. Yeah. We got Edgerton, all kinds of people, 
coming back. So it's a lot of familiar faces. Um, I I didn't remember that Jimmy Smith was coming back, and I was sitting on there. I was like, all right, there's oh, young yeah. Leia. Okay, is Jimmy <laughs> Smith going to be here? Is he coming back? <laughs> Are they recast him? Nope, he's there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been happy with the series so far. Lots of cool stuff. I don't know how deep we want to get into it, but um, I'm excited. Um, yeah, Young Leia seems great. Um, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of positive praise for her acting um, on the internet. Um, that Lola floaty droid thing is pretty cool. Oh, that's I so like that. So thing. cute. Um, Next toy. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody's gonna want one. If you can make that a little um, drone that actually follows you around. Ah, you Aww. are going to make <laughs> so much money off of that. Don't worry, Disney. Oh, yeah. You're welcome for the idea. Just break us <laughs> off like five, ten percent of that. There we go. Easy peasy. Um, I was surprised to see a flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was gonna bring yes! up flea too. <laughs> I was like, that is that was flea? Cool. <laughs> I had no and idea got, that he was gonna he be got, in it. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani yeah. as well. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like a stacked. That tricked me because I me- I remember we talked about it once and I thought, oh, he's gonna be a droid. And wow, a spoiler, he's not a droid. He's not a droid. It's he's really a, good. Yeah. Ca- really good casting. For yeah. him. But and um um but um but um uh I don't I can't remember his name. He's the guy from the Fast and the Furious. Is one of the Inquisitors, uh, oh. Inquisitor guys. He was the he was like introduced in uh Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. I can't remember his name. Which part is that? Like 74? That's three. Oh, I don't (laughs) know. That's like, he was early. He's he's not the main Inquisitor guy. He's the guy with like the flat hat. The Um, brother. Yeah, the he's not the main guy, and he's not the 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 sister. Hmm. He's the the other guy. Soon King, is that it? Yeah, Soon King. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the fifth brother. He's he's from Fast and the Furious. Interesting. But anyway. Continue hazing. So many people. Flea was there. He was cool. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I I don't... For all the ones that you mentioned are pretty much a lot of the ones that I recognize. Uh, mm-hmm. I What you mentioned, the recap that they did, I kind of wish that Marvel would do that. Because if they added that yeah. to like the beginning of WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like it would give you so much more context that mm-hmm. for people that ask you, whether it's Star Wars or Marvel, it doesn't matter... Like for the people that ask you, like, well, what do I have to watch in order to enjoy this show? And they don't want to sit through, like you said, Larry, there's so many MCU movies. Like maybe they don't want to sit through 12 hours of recaps for five or six scenes that this particular character is in. Right. But they did it so well in this that I wish they did it for all the other shows. Um, I know that if they did it, it might break some continuity. Uh, something like for WandaVision, I know what they ended up doing in Multiverse of Madness versus WandaVision versus where Wanda's powers came from in Age of Ultron. Like it kind of breaks some of the canon. And so uh, that would be something you would have to manage. You would have to be really particular about what scenes you end up showing to tell your story. But you control the narrative, right? Editing is editing. So you could tell it however you want to get you to that point. This did a fantastic job. I felt like I watched these films all over. Like it was such a great refresher to get me into where I needed to be to start enjoying this. Like I felt like I enjoyed it so much more because I haven't seen these films in years. You know, it's been over a decade probably since I've seen 
those three films. Eh, no, nah, it's been less than that because I know when I saw the the whole series about five or six years ago now, it's it was recent. The point is, it's been a long time. Everybody's been cast so well in this. Mm-hmm. I I'm enjoying this as much as I've been enjoying the Mandalorian. From the production standpoint, these two, they they're great so far. Like the the scenery, the acting, uh, the actress that they got for for Leia. I mean, I'm <laughs> she is a firecracker. I love that little she girl. Is. She's so awesome. <laughs> um, I think she's gonna she's gonna like win a win a uh, like an Emmy or something for this if if this is up. I I I think so. Like she's doing such a fantastic job. Yeah. Yeah. She's good, like man. Like if that's how, that's Leia's spirit, and the fact that she's capturing it, like, whoo! <laughs> I loved her scene when she cut down her cousin. I'm like, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deborah Chow is is um, directing the yeah. this series, right? Mm-hmm. I believe Definitely. so. Okay, yeah. She's really connected to the characters and she understands what they stand for, right? You know, because all the other oh, yeah. all the other characters are adults. They're familiar with who they played and who they're supposed to represent. But these children are coming into this for the very first time and they have a pretty huge legacy to stand in, right? So that's a big shadow. Mm-hmm. And so, so far, this character is nailing it. Like, such a great job. Now let's see what happens when we finally see Luke. I mean, we've already like ha- kind of seen him, but not like yeah. We saw him through some. I binoculars. thought it was Anakin, <laughs> but yeah, it was all good. <laughs> um, what do you what do you want to see by the end of the series? It's only six episodes. Where do you think this is going to end? Um, or what would you like to see revealed that kind of, like you mentioned, there's a lot of gaps from when, you know, one thing happens to the next and then we end up in episode four. Like, what do you want to see resolved if you had like the option to choose that? Or are you just along for the ride? Like, is there anything specific that you want answered in this series? I'm along for the ride. I'm going to just say that right now. <laughs> I have no expectations. <laughs> you know, the opening scene of of this series, I think, is what people are looking for in a Star Wars series. It was just like, boom, lightsabers, and we're fighting, and there's lightsabers, and you're fighting, and there's lightsabers. Like, that's all really people want to see, right? Is people fighting with lightsabers? Like, <laughs> I, I think that's what people want to see. They're cool, colorful swords that people are swinging around. Like that, just hitting the you know ground running with just boom lightsaber battle. Uh, I think was a smart move, and I think as long as we get some more of that throughout the series, um, I think people will be happy because we've been a little lightsaber shy um, so far in these Star Wars series. And um, that's the big thing. That's Star Wars is lightsabers. Like that's you think of Star Wars, you think of lightsabers like that's the thing. And so to have two series with very, very minimal lightsabers at best um, and then to start this one out with just such a big boom lightsaber. Here we go. um, Is I think I think that's kind of what I'm looking for in this is just like, hey, can we have some fun lightsaber things going on? Because that would be cool. And then, yeah, seeing kind of how, I guess, how Luke and Leia um, kind of grow into 
their older selves that we meet in the original trilogy is going to be something interesting. And I'm sure that they're going to, to kind of address um, some things that, that maybe we don't even think about as like, Oh, that's why they said this thing, or that's why they did this thing Mm. because this thing happened in Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. Um, So I'm expecting uh, lightsabers. I think Andrew nailed the lightsaber thing. That's what probably got me into it. I think <laughs> I, I I I think the using the force, the lightsabers brings back that nostalgia points. Uh, if you're looking for what's going to be included for cool little things in the in the storytelling, because that's Star Wars. That is Star Wars. I think what I'm liking about this one, how it's being told, is there's always a little bit of it explaining the character struggle in regards to the good and bad, the evil and what it stood for and having hope. And I think, uh, Obi-Wan already is showing in these episodes, his hope is really low. And a part of that is he's trying to find it in somebody, which I mean, I think I've mentioned before, if he connects with the force, like the other Jedi's did, that is going to be the biggest payoff for me. Cause like I mentioned a little earlier, who top three Jedi's I'd like to see, at galaxy's edge if he could connect with his master payoff and i want to see like the moment uh you know i don't want to ruin too much we did say spoilers like kind of a moment that obi-wan had in episode two i wonder how darth vader is going to take the connection between luke and leia being out there uh, being raised by other parents and obi-wan having that there's going to be a confrontation. There has to be mm. at a point when they meet each other and how that's going to go down. And I think hating Christensen and, and uh, Ewan McGregor were such good characters in the first movies because they took the roles really deep with, in regards to what they were trying to tell on these backstories for these characters. And I think they're going to repraise that a little bit again. And it's not, it's probably going to be towards the end. And I just, that's the part I look forward to because I think that's what gives you the whole real like Star Wars like, oh man, like that just kind of pulls you to what it's going to be. And a payoff already for me early is I never really thought about it when I watched it, but Leia has such a connection with Obi-Wan when you watch, you know, now technically would be four, five and six. Right. And I thought, wow, this really kind of gives you a little bit of premise to that. Just watching these episode one and two, like, oh, you would feel a real connection to Obi-Wan if you were Leia. This is how they meet. This is how, like, how they yeah. build their yeah. backstory. How exactly. she comes to know Obi-Wan and can then call on him again to be her only hope. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, is it the third sister that's hunting... Obi-Wan? Who, who's yes. hunting Ben? Yeah, the third, third, right? The third, mm-hmm. yeah. And what, what, is, what, is, what is her real name? Reva? Reva? Reva, right? Mm-hmm. Reva. So I read this interesting theory about Reva, and I know to some people this is going to be, it's going to seem slightly disconnected, but honestly, I hope that we get to hear how Obi Wan was and wasn't fully involved in Order 66 and where Grogu comes from and how he's connected to the story because. At some point, he was getting trained, right? We know this already from the Mandalorian. And But how does he play into, like, Yoda? And how does he play into Luke? And how does he play? Because this is taking place 10 years before A New Hope. And the Mandalorian takes place 10 years after A New Hope. So 
20 years go by between this and the Mandalorian. Like, there's so many questions about, because, I mean, let's be honest, the future of Star Wars is Grogu. Okay, I know that sounds <laughs> weird to say, but if Grogu didn't exist, I don't think these series, especially in The Mandalorian, could have taken off like they did. I know that's a little controversial to say for some people, but it's true. And so I think they're going to heavily rely on Grogu and the connections he's made with Din Djarin and the other characters that he interacts with, like Ahsoka Tano, maybe Ezra... And who knows, maybe Reva was one of the children. This is that theory that I was reading, that Reva was one of the children that was part of Order 66 and that she escaped. And because one thing we don't know is why does she hate Obi-Wan Kenobi so much? Like, what's her beef with him, right? And so the theory is that she was one of the children that he didn't save. And because of that, she thinks... Jedi are cowards and that they're not going to really help you and she has this personal vendetta against finding him in particular and then putting him through what she went through as a child so I think it's a great theory uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot from just researching this and kind of watching this show but I, I hope that we get an answer to like Grogu because I really think it's going to be pivotal for the other I mean we're getting season three of the mandalorian soon uh think later this year if i'm if i'm correct but next year yeah but the new season of the mandalorian is gonna be heavily on like his home planet like he's gonna be trying to find that redemption of he took off his helmet and now he's told that he's gotta go find the waters in these caves of you know what i mean so i don't know if we're gonna get a grogu story there like maybe this is the time we get it. Like it it interacts with all the characters that we know from the original trilogy, introduces some new characters, and at the same time it's connecting all of these other shows and all of these other stories that can help you advance the, you know, what's happening either in anything new obviously that's going to be coming up. Maybe we get more in the next season of Bad Batch, but there's uh, like I said, there's all these characters that haven't been introduced yet that we might finally get a chance to see, like Ezra and Sabine, right? I don't know. I biggest thing I hope to get out of this season, like I've, I'm with you, Mel. I'm kind of along for the ride. I'm really enjoying it so far, but I kind of hope we get some answers to Grogu in this. You know, Fair I'm, enough. <laughs> I'm going to say the exact opposite of you. I hope we don't, and the only reason for that is. Because this is such a limited series, I'd rather us not take time away from Obi-Wan's story and Leia's story to try and explore all these other other avenues of, you know, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and da-da-da-da-da. Um, we, I would rather us just have, you know what, all right, Mandalorian Season 3, they announced Grogu the series or whatever. Because I, I just feel like because we're we're in six episodes uh and these episodes are short i mean they're they're 30 like what the first one was like 40 something and the second one was 30 something yeah so they're they're pretty short it's it's this is basically a movie that they broke up into six parts um so if we if we pull too much into other characters that that you know we want to learn more about um i think it's just going to give us less screen time for for Leia and for Obi-Wan and and for uh, Anakin to see their stories kind of 
be complete in this gap that we're trying to explore. Mm. Um, so that's my opinion. If we get some Grogu stuff, I won't be upset about it, but I'm hoping that we kind of just stick with our, um, our, uh, our main kind of core group here just to just see where, where their stories go. Hmm. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good argument for it. I, given the fact that Obi Wan and Leia don't get any screen time together in in the original trilogy, and this is basically what the what the story seems to be building on, um, I I'm going to agree with you. I think I'll stick to the if we get Grogu now. I'm cool with it. Like, I hope that there's a mention then, at least. Like, like maybe they show a shot of a bunch of children, and in the background you see, like, little Grogu running around or something like that. There so maybe go. he doesn't get mentioned, but you see something that represents him that makes you mm-hmm. aware of the fact that he was a part of something within that world. So gotcha. I – okay, I would be content with that. I think that's a good enough Grogu reference, and you make a good enough point that, yes – uh, I don't want to take away from the story. That's a good argument. So, okay. I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> Boom. Defeated. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? I, no, that's fine. I mean, it's, honestly, it is a good argument. You're right, because in six episodes, you don't want to take away too much from the story. If they were one-hour yeah. episodes, I could see that it does allow you a little bit more leeway to mm-hmm. add this type of storytelling to it. But if all the episodes are going to be about 30 minutes or so – you're right. It is just basically a big movie that they chopped up into little episodes, and you don't want to take away from that story. I, I would rather they concentrate on Leia and eventually you know, introduce Luke because obviously we get a lot of Luke in everything after. So, Also lightsabers. Also lightsabers, yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're going to get way more lightsabers. but Yeah, because Obi-Wan keeps using this stupid blaster, and he's got a lightsaber in his pocket and he's not doing anything with it yeah there was that scene where i thought he was gonna engage the lightsaber and it didn't happen because he was like th- there was that other scuffle that went on but we got yeah. close it's coming it's it's coming we got it you know what that yeah, obi-wan and and anakin have to meet and they gotta fight with some lightsabers like that's gotta happen yeah we they're both in this and lightsabers are there so come on <laughs> if that doesn't happen i think everybody will be just a little sad i have a feeling that 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 meeting between them is going to be the first and only time that obi-wan engages his lightsaber and then, and then, uh, and then maybe Anakin will have the higher ground. Then they'll make a little joke. Oh. Maybe, oh, maybe that'll be, be funny. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's a good place to wrap up this talk. If you have any comments or uh, theories about where the show is going to be going, or anything you'd like to see from this uh, six-episode story arc. Join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you over in our Discord community. Again, if you haven't joined us yet, super easy. You can head over to our Instagram stories. We have a pinned story where you can click on the Discord link. It'll take you over a couple clicks and then or taps of your phone if that's where you're joining from. And you'll be able to join the community from there. Or you can go to podcasters.com slash 415 and you can click on the Discord logo there. Uh, any final thoughts on anything we talked about in this episode before we wrap up for today? Uh, soup. Soup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember, pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. <laughs> yes. That was awesome. <laughs> All the yeah. Part of the Podcateers Network.